my father or my boss. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Put Me Podcast, episode 65. Slowly marching our way to that magic number. I am your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host. To my right, we have the 10th wonder of the world, the puncher of walls, Richard Garcia Dickalicious. Is in the house. Welcome, man. I am glad to be back, dude. It feels like we're on vacation, but at the same time, it's just been busy with our lives, man. Yeah, you know what? Fourth uh, of July really screwed us over last week, so we want to apologize for not being able to put out a show um, last week. But we're back this week, if that makes you feel any better. Um, if you're wondering the beginning intro, what is that? Where did it come from? You might know where it's from. Um, yesterday, there was a big story that blew up um, about this small man. Uh, not not a midget, but just like a small man. I guess, would, would dwarf be the politically correct term? I don't know if he's a dwarf. I think even midgets, like, you can't say that anymore. But he's, but anyways, he's, he's a, yeah, right. I think he's a very small man height-wise. Height-wise, yes. Uh, he did not win the genetic lottery. I'm not a tall man. Um, but this guy makes me look like a giant, I feel like. Who, him? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Um, so basically, he gets in a fight with everybody inside of a bagel, bagel shop, and the internet's just dunking hard on him right now. And you know what? I, I feel bad for the guy. I feel like. He has a lot of pent up resentment and like a lot of like anger towards the world because, like I said, he did not win the genetic lottery. And I feel like he's just having a bad day and he snapped. I feel like he just snapped this day. Yeah. I mean, it, and it happens to everyone. Everyone just has their worst days. And um, unfortunately, you catch him this at a bad time. And this, and this was just, on camera. It was on camera. <laughs> yeah. And it's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna be uh, that guy for a very long time. Oh, he's getting memed hard. He should not be on the internet. Um, if you're listening, guy out there, um, you know, that sucks. That happened. Uh, let's 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 go easy on the guy. I feel like you know, life's too short, dude. Life is too short. Also, is that man? <laughs> Fuck yes, it is. Um, did you set me up for that? I feel like you set me up for I that. I think I deliberately set you up for that. That yeah. was an alley-oop, and I'll take it. Uh, welcome to the show, guys. Um, right off the top, I want to give a big shout-out to our sponsor, Lapel. Yeah, if you're ever in the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. Not only do they have the coolest stuff, not only do they have the most original stuff, but they have the highest quality merchandise on the internet today. Go to lapelia.com, use our promo code, put me over in the discount box, and in turn, that website is going to put you over and you're going to get 20% off your entire order. Better hurry. They're launching a lot of cool new stuff. Um, they, they're doing the summer sticker slam. Um, they're releasing new limited edition stickers every every week, I believe. And there's going to be a new drop actually today. You're listening to this podcast today. There's a new sticker out there today. Oh, man. I got to get on that, dude. Uh, it was teased a little bit. There's an Undertaker sticker that's going to be coming. I don't know what it's about. Uh, but definitely check it out. And also give our website a look if you're into some Put Me Over merch, one of a kind, specifically made just for you. Go to PutMeOver.com, use our promo code FLACID, and get 15% off your entire order there. We got shirts. We got hoodies. We got totes. We got phone cases. We got, if, if we don't have it, we'll you name it. We'll, we'll do it. We got it for you. Just let us know. Yeah, and if we don't have it, We'll make it for you. Just let us know. Uh, we actually just made a uh, watering 
uh, bucket. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> I, that just came out of the PMOP studio, huh? PMOP PMOP studio um, in the lab, which is what you would call it. Oh, the lab. That's right. We, we're still we're still working on the name. It's all it's all under it's all under construction, but. You know what? We're we're churning our brain biscuits, coming up with ideas, y'all. Churning our brain biscuits. I love that, dude. I uh, also want to give a big shout out. Um, since we missed the show last week, we went to Bar Wrestling two weeks ago, and we met uh, Steven and Crystal. Um, they're big fans of uh, wrestling, and you know, we told them about our podcast, and they told me that they were going to subscribe. They might not be subscribed. We definitely follow each other on the on the gram at put me over on instagram um so thank you guys for listening hopefully we'll see uh, reach out to us let us know we'll give you another shout out maybe i don't know we'll see um no byron again this week no bobby ever again uh it's just a two-man power trip this is the two-man power trip man um so um we got a lot to talk about guys we got extreme rules this sunday we have fight for the fallen aw's second third third uh it would be pay-per-view. technically the third pay-per-view um, and then we have the Evolve show that's going head-to-head with that. And we also have the G1, uh, which kicked off last week. And it's going to get crazy, guys. So absolutely, strap in, strap on, whatever you're into. Uh, and let's get into <laughs> some <Strap> news. <laughs> let's get into some Dick's Dirty News. What? Take it away, Dick. Oh, man. So we got a lot to talk about this week. Um, I just want to start off by saying that um, ESPN, they do have their annual ESPY Awards, and it looks like uh, quite a few WWE wrestlers were nominated, and they actually did win the award. And um, one among them, the most notable, is uh, Roman Reigns winning uh, the Return of the Year Award for um, for 2019. Cool. So I don't know. I mean... I don't know how we it's, feel about that. It's just it's basically part of the partnership at this point. Like I think it's just free publicity for ESPN and WWE. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not taking anything away from Roman returning no. from leukemia. That's that's not what I'm what I'm that's talking huge. about. It's huge, but it just seems like it just seems like it's a re- like it's a it's a setup for a free advertisement. Like hey, you know, um, this guy battled leukemia and he's such an inspiration that come watch our product basically it's almost kind of like a form of product placement in a way yeah and you know like i said before stephanie has gone out and said philanthropy is a new marketing and uh i feel like this kind of ties into that whole feel good watch us we're doing good things and i would never take anything away from roman reigns as far as absolutely you know battling leukemia big ups to that but i feel like if you're gonna make a wwe specific award it should be something that's Maybe kayfabe, and in fact, that was WWE specific. As a matter of fact, it yeah, went, it went it went to WWE. I'm sorry, it's, it's an earlier return, but it's actually WWE moment of the year, and it did beat out um, actually two WrestleMania moments uh, this past uh, this past WrestleMania. Uh, Becky winning the um, the well, I don't want to say the undisputed women's title, but the Raw and the SmackDown championships, and the first ever women's main event for WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and Kofi winning the WWE title over Daniel Bryan. And um, you can argue and say that either one of those would be the bigger moment. I mean, kayfabe wise, kayfabe wise, absolutely. Um, but of course, in real life, you know, you can't really. How can you beat, you know, returning from cancer? Um, women's Revolution. Oh, that too. I don't know. Um, it's it's another it's another trinket for uh, Roman Reigns to have. Yeah. Nothing against him. I just feel like that award should have been given to something that was storyline based. And that's I, and, all. And I felt that you know, th- with him returning, they they went back. 
since we're on the topic of Roman Reigns, we might as well get, I, I want to get this out of the way. Like, ever since his return, he's gone back to how he was. And, you know, he hasn't been, he hasn't been booed as bad as he was before he got diagnosed. I don't think the reactions are as good They're as just, they used to be. It, it's almost indifferent now. That's, yeah. That's what it is. And, um, in, in the eyes, in the eyes and ears of Vince McMahon, um, the only thing worse than a reaction is no reaction. Is is a, a reaction? Is reaction of indifference, and I, that that tells you that you know. And it's again, like I said, nothing. It's Roman Reigns. It's just how they booked Roman after he came back from leukemia. Yeah, they're not doing him too many favors. Uh, he he got the sympathy for a little bit, but I feel like the shine is wearing off the diamond. Yeah, uh, we're not all too keen on the rivalry with Shane McMahon right now. Oh, we'll get into that. Yeah, um, it's, it's just we might have a new CM Punk on our hands, guys. Oh, yes. So we'll save that. We'll save that for a bit. We'll talk more about that later on. Uh, what else we got, Dick? This is interesting. Um, we were talking. We talked about this earlier, uh, right before we, we went on, and um, there was a, a um, fight between Joey Janela and Enzo Moore at a Blink One Eighty Two concert. I got Tuesday. in a fight with Joey at the Rock Show. <laughs> um, Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I've been sitting on that one. Very weird. People think it's a work. I don't think it's a work. Um, they've had Twitter interactions in the past before. Um, Joey Janela wanted to do a blood sport fight. Um, what's his name? Uh, a death match? No, yeah, but it's, uh, what's his name? Josh Barnett's blood sport. Oh, um, his promotion. His promotion, yeah. He wanted to do a fight. It's a it's a shoot-style death match kind of deal. It's, right, it right, right. It sounds dope as I fuck. Know, I, know, I, I, I know what you're talking about. I forgot the name is slipping my mind right now. It's called Bloodsport. Bloodsport? Yeah. Well, I, I split my mind, dude. Yeah, no, it's all good, dude. Um, So that didn't happen. And then I guess from what I'm gathering, from what I've seen, um, Joey walked up to Enzo and... Stuck his hand on it and said, hey, I'm Joey Janela. I want to fight you. And then he was, it was on after that. In Joey, in Joey's uh, admittance, he said he was super drunk. He drank a lot of White Claws, which actually, great choice, Joey Janela. Yes. Um, and I don't think Enzo was that drunk. And he actually, I, I was kind of scared for Joey. He looked smaller, way smaller than Enzo. You know what? Now, now that I'm looking at the, at the footage again, I, yeah, he they, they he he does look a tad bit shorter than Enzo, but uh, Janela is a crazy motherfucker, dude. So he wasn't scared. Um, he wasn't scared. Enzo put out a video of the fight, um, but there, you don't really see any fighting. You see them kind of talking shit. Yeah, to each other. and and that's why, like, when I saw that footage, I'm I'm thinking like it, it it just seems too fake because like if you're gonna throw down, why would you like go up to someone and you know just start 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 bad mouth them, start talking shit. And then you don't do anything. Like if if you're gonna fight someone, you know, throw the punch. Like throw the punch, push someone. Like it, there was no physical like involvement whatsoever. It was just all them talking, basically talking and circling. Well, I think the video cut out before the fist started flying. Um, and and an- and another thing, like if it was an actual fight, don't you think like the fans would have there would have been additional footage online? Yeah, that's true too. I'm sure people were were filming it that were sitting there. Um, but it, it's just crazy. I don't know. It's a thing. It's it a is. thing that happened. And um, and um, funny. St- and 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 then um, you know, there's different reactions throughout throughout the um throughout the community. Um, Jim Cornette especially is um, I was he he mentioned about earlier on 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 the pod on his podcast about about this altercation, and um, he just says like you know, two pieces of shit fighting over each other, and and and, and <laughs> not exactly like that, but like he's not a big fan of Janela, and he's definitely not a big fan of uh, of Enzo, and um, he just. 
he went on like a 15 minute tirade about the, the state of modern res- modern pro wrestling and he went so off track and I just realized man Jim Cornette is so outdated when it comes to this dude like he, he went off topic from being about this fight to just talking about like how wrestling sucks now like I just I just found it interesting though but yeah I mean we'll see I don't I really don't, a lot of people think it's a work I don't think it is uh, but we'll see. I don't think Joey would do Enzo any favors in that regard because Enzo's kind of trying to get relevant again. He is, and he's he's doing everything he can. I mean, uh, just a few weeks ago, him and Kaz they put out a promo on um, who were they shooting? Who who were they going after? It was a um, was a bully, bully Ray. No, because they had that incident at the ROH show. That was one. That was a work. But they called out another tag team though. I'm trying to think who they called out a couple weeks ago. Um, there was a it was a it was a footage of uh, Enzo on on a sled where Big Cass is pushing him down the street. They called out a certain tag team. I'm trying to remember who it was. Was it the Briscoes? Was it the Briscoes? Yes, it was the Briscoes. That was back in April. That was back. In, man, it, it seemed like it was a couple weeks ago, but um, yeah, I guess it was a few. It, it was actually back in April where uh, Enzo and Cass they were on a sled, and and they actually did show up to the Ring of Honor. Show. They did show up to uh, one of the Ring of Honor shows. Um, I think it w- was back in April, as a matter of fact, where. Uh, it seemed like they were trying to storm the ring, but um, they they got uh, they got derailed by security. I like when uh, th- you remember that that incident. Yeah, yeah, that that happened WrestleMania weekend. Was it WrestleMania weekend? There we go. Yeah. Um, and Cass actually took a shot at us fans. He said, uh, "What their fans like to see is lock up, hammerlock, exchange, exchange, stand up, clap, 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 clap." Everyone gives them a round of applause, shoot them off, duck one, leapfrog, drop down, dipsy do, razzle dazzle, flippy flop, boom. That's what we like. That's what we like. Yeah, fucking idiots. Because that shit don't draw money. Me and Enzo do. Um, so kind of shooting on, on us too, brother. Yeah. But do they really draw money? The Briscoes? No, um, Enzo and Cass. Oh, no. No, I don't. I don't. Not since they were in WWE. Um,. Kaz has actually come out and he's he's he, you know he said he went through like a depression after he got fired. That's why he became uh, X XL XL uh, Kaz because uh, he was just drinking. Yeah, he doing he, pills and he stuff. let himself go like after um, after he got uh, released by WWE. He was going through a definitely tough time, um, and this is also around the same time I think him and Carmella had broken up as well, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're gonna be a little depressed. You're gonna you be- lost your girl, lost your job. Yeah, so definitely was not a, a fun time to be him. Um, on the bright side, though, he is doing a lot better, which is good. He got, he actually got some help from DDP. Yeah, actually, it it, it was a uh, DDP who in, ended up helping him out as well. Um, that just goes to show you how valuable DDP is outside of wrestling. Um, he he's really more valuable outside of the ring than inside the ring. And I'm not and I'm, I'm not knocking DDP as an in ring performer. Just goes to show you how impactful he is to everyone. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Oh, we can. This is a follow up to uh, what we talked about in the last show. Yeah, last show we we mentioned about how um, Seth Rollins and Will Ospreay had a mini Twitter war over um, who was um, who had the best wrestling in the world, and um, everything seemed fine and good until Seth pulled the "I got the bigger uh, bank account than you do." Yeah, uh, he sent out a tweet recently uh, last week, and he pretty much said as soon as he hit send, he knew it was a garbage tweet. Uh, he went out and apologized to Will Ospreay. Still said that you know WWE is still the best wrestling on the planet. His opinion, and uh, he said no more garbage tweets. He's gonna be better. So we hope so. Yeah, I mean that's that's a big that's a stand up move. It's a stand up move on his part, and it's even 
I mean, and, and the fact that he didn't delete his tweet as well, he 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 owned up to it. I mean, I give I give Seth props, and I think I think he really is under a lot of pressure. I mean, he really feels that way because he is there, he is the, the he is the champion right now. He is the well, I don't want to say world champion, but like the universe, the, the top champion in the company, and in his eyes, he sees it as his responsibility to uh, have WWE be successful and be drawing numbers and. To be fair, I mean, I'll defend Seth on this one. Like, it's not all his fault. Like, um, yes, ratings are very low right now. Um, attendance is very low right now. Not a lot of it has to do with Seth Rollins. I, I don't think that's fair for him. Um, but rather, I just think that just goes to show you that the product is just, it's so cold at the moment. And it doesn't really matter who's champion. It's just it's just where, where uh, the WWE is at at the moment. And they've kind of got themselves in that situation. Absolutely. Um, it's almost to the point where, like, I you know I mentioned a few weeks ago, uh, it's it's almost like 1995 WWE, where it's just they're they're in a they're almost in a dark period right now, and um, it's now almost to the point where it's like almost WCW 2000, like it's getting to that point where it's like it's not looking good at all, like the future. Um, I mean, Lose. as far as as far as their money goes, as far as their income goes, it's never been higher, but as far as attendance and as far as Ratings, ratings, and you know, having mainstream appeal—it's never, it hasn't been so low in a long time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the numbers kind of speak for themselves, and what they're doing. Um, we got John Tafford in here to kind of, yeah, give it the raw rescue, and you know, he worked a little magic, and it might have worked for a week. We'll get into that in a little bit. Absolutely. Um, Kane Velasquez is going to be making his wrestling debut. Against uh, in a in a tag match with Cody Rhodes against uh, it's going to be Kane and Cody Wait. against Psycho Clown and oh wait let's see we'll team with Psycho Clown to face off Tejano Junior Taurus and a mystery partner okay so it's going to be a tri- triple mania it's going to be a six man tag yeah. match um, Kane and Cody I mean that's a great way to debut someone that might not have a lot of ring experience. Uh, what better way than in a six-man tag match? Yeah, I, I mean, especially with Kane Velasquez, like, I mean, I would put him in absolutely in a tag match. You don't want to have him be in a singles match and, um, you know, just have him go out there for a few few minutes and just have him do uh, what he can. Actually, Triple Mania looks actually like it's going to be pretty good, dude. It, it, it is their biggest event of the year. So, um, for the most part, Triple Mania does deliver. Um, so, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, for those who don't know, that is... Um, that is Triple A's, uh, like I said, it's Triple A's biggest event of the year. Um, it's one of the biggest ma- uh, events in Mexico. It's you could say it's Mexico's WrestleMania, basically. Yeah, and I mean th- you're also going to have a rematch between the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus the Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid, uh, Blue Demon versus Doctor Wagner Jr. in a hair versus mask match. Um, I don't follow Triple Mania that well, but it sounds like they're kind of sh- going for the fences with this one. Yeah, I mean, if, if you follow Lucha Underground, you, you'll you'll notice some of the talent, especially Tejano and uh, Doctor Wagner. Uh, they're both and Psycho Clown. They were in Lucha Underground for uh, for a little bit. And uh, since we're on the topic of uh, Mexican pro wrestling, Pedro Aguayo he passed away at seventy three uh, last week, and that's something I wanted to talk about as well. Um, the fact that he outlived his son is just so sad. It's so depressing. Yeah, if you remember, uh, Pedro Aguayo Jr. Uh, died in the ring against Rey Mysterio. Was it, yeah, it was, yeah, Rey, it was Mysterio. Rey Mysterio, and that was about five, four or five years ago. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the wrestling world is kind of shocked right now. 
And um, Jer- Jericho, he's had a lot of influence from um, from uh, Lucha Libre, and, and not just him, but uh, other wrestlers as well. Um, Jericho, he, he did mention, like, Pedro Guayo was um, an influencer, and another person that had recently passed away was uh, the owner of CMLL. Um, he, um, if it wasn't for him, Jericho mentioned in an interview that if it wasn't for the owner of CMLL, he wouldn't be able to get his big big break. Yeah, that's... Uh that's a that's that's a big loss, you know. Someone that that brought him into the probably looked at him as like a father figure for years, especially on the come up. Absolutely, and um, you know, we don't. I, I haven't heard anything as far as how what his cause of death was, um, but at seventy three, you know, he still had some good years left, and um, just just far far too short, man. Um, and whenever a wrestler dies, it's it's just sad, you know. Um, and it just seems like the older we get, the more we hear about these deaths, and we realize just man it's just so um it's so unfortunate but yeah 73 years old rest in peace so uh, paco lanzo and um pedro Guayo, they both passed away in the same week one of um two of mexico's biggest influencers in professional wrestling yeah and that was that was actually um there was a video that jericho put out that he uh you know he looked up to this guy he's the one that got him in the business he's the one that believed in the lion heart when no one else did and uh it's it's a sad day for for lucha libre Absolutely. Um, let's go back to UFC stars taking on wrestlers. Um, we're gonna have another fight. Someone that doesn't deserve doesn't deserve someone that doesn't belong in the ring. I think anymore after his last fight, uh, Tito Ortiz is gonna be fighting Alberto Del Rio, who's had MMA experience. You know, I thought you were gonna say Alberto Del Rio as well because um, he. He his last fight from what I remember was against uh Crow Cop and he got destroyed. Yeah, he actually used to fight with a mask on too. Uh which is pretty wild. Yeah, that's when he was with um I think that Strike Force? It was uh it was I think it was no, you know, it was um Bellator? No, 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 it wasn't that. It was um it was Pride. Pride. Holy shit. Yeah, he was it was Pride. This is when he was wrestling I th- I think he was wrestling for Triple A at the time. Probably not a good idea to wrestle in a mask, right? No. Or def- fight in a mask? Definitely not, let alone fight against Crow Cop at his peak. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that head kick. I'll say this, him. though. Yeah, I'll say this. I'll give him credit for even taking on the challenge. So uh, more power to him. Yeah, but Tito Ortiz, who his last fight was god-awful against uh, BJ Penn. It was. It looked like they just shouldn't be fighting anymore. Um, so that's going to be happening on... Um, on Alberto's Combatas, Combates Americas uh, MMA promotion that he has, and they're fighting at uh, at two ten, so which is the which is the catch weight, which is in between heavyweight and light heavyweight. Okay, um, that's a thing that's happening. Uh, well, let's 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 kind of keep going. Let's keep basically, um, it's just two two. Um, I don't want to say well, for lack of a better term, two ha- uh, two pe- two athletes past their peak fighting. Um, they're just in it for the cash. But, but you know, I'm I'm sure some people will watch the fight. I probably won't watch it though. Uh, maybe on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else do we got, Dick? Um, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows. Um, they were making rounds. Uh, as far as um, the as far as t- two of many disgruntled, frustrated uh employees within WWE that wanted out, and apparently they're going to be getting new five-year contracts. So they're going to be working they're gonna be there for the ah. next five years. And um, it goes to show <laughs> that um, they, that there are plans for them. And, um, and last Monday on Raw, 
Uh, they, they did reunite with AJ Styles to reform the club. I guess it's it, it's it's an incentive to keep him there and to actually make him like, hey, you know what? We're gonna actually use you guys. We're gonna push you guys. Stay with us, and you know what? So far, it's working. Yeah, uh, we had an AJ Styles hill turn last week, um, and the club is back together. I'm super excited for this. It's it, AJ needed something. They new. they both needed something, and um, they they should have. You know, my thing is don't don't just step in the shallow. Go dive in. Go all the way in with this. Don't half-ass it like they did back in 2016. Go all in and do it. Absolutely, they should be dominant. They should have a full stable. They should have like four more guys. I'd be down to see just a a a, a club that just fucks up everybody. Get the undisputed era in the club. Uh, do something. Maybe not four guys. Definitely two more. Yeah, because I th- I think when you get like more people into there, then it's gonna become almost like almost like NWO adjacent. And that's when it becomes too bloated. I think. They well, that's can, what the Bullet Club kind of like is was. And so was the NWO for a certain uh, peak of time as well. Well, I mean, we're not going to start Bullet Club uh, Red and Bullet Club Latino, uh, Bullet Club B Team. I mean, they kind of, they, they kind of. I mean, New Japan kind of did for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. With with the Elite and with the um, OGBC. Like they don't need to have like. I mean, they can have one more guy in there. They can have a, a like a, a up a comer uh, that's someone who's like kind of related to um has tie-ins with the bullet club members but not really and then um you know they, they could have like a four-man squad or just have it as three and they'd be fine put a girl in there there you go put nia jackson there fuck it and <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, that works anything else dick i think we covered what we needed actually um because this, this week's gonna this week was a big week i mean we we got um we got four shows coming up, as as Drew mentioned. Uh, the G one, the very first G one in the United States was this past Sunday, and um, for those of you that didn't get a chance to watch it, go out of your way and um, and and watch it. Um, I watched it from the beginning to the end. Overall, it was a great show. Um, the tag matches they 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 led up to something. They led up to um, next week's or actually this upcoming Saturday's uh, B block matches. Uh, the tag match I want to talk about in particular was with. Um, is with Ishii and uh, Jeff Cobb. They put on a killer match. Like it was just building up. They could just tell like that match on Saturday is going to be insane. Yeah, they uh, they did a good job. I only I only watched the first two tag matches. Um, this is basically the pre-show, technically, right? Like right. This no, lady- actually, this was the actual show. This but, was the main show. Yeah, but this was like the what I saw was just like leading up to the actual G one fucking right. rundown. You know yes. what I mean? Um, yeah, th- and the way the G one the G one um, e- events are is that they'll have like it is a grueling schedule. I mean, they're gonna have a a, a block matches and B block matches, but everyone else is gonna be wrestling during that time. Um, like for uh, this past Saturday, um, the tag matches consisted of those who were on the B block, uh, minus John Moxley. And then wait, uh, you mean to tell me that these tag matches had some importance to them? Yes, they weren't just thrown together last minute. They weren't thrown together last minute. Oh, wow. They weren't like, they didn't need an, an excuse to go to commercials, so then they stopped the match and make it a tag match, playa? Correct. And there's no Teddy Long involved. Wow. And That's crazy how that works. It is, isn't it? It's um, almost like creative. Like, there's a purpose behind it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Oh, man. But, um, 
yeah, so uh, that match, that tag match built up to uh, this upcoming Saturday's uh, match between Ishii and uh, Jeff Cobb, which I am looking forward to. That is going to be an insane match. They look like they wanted to kill each other yeah. right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, and um, just getting some of the um, A-block matches out of the way. Um, Osprey versus Lance Archer was a very, very, very good match. I think that was probably the best match by far in Lance Archer's uh, career. Do you think? Do you think Osprey had a point? Made a made it a point to put on a fucking badass absolutely, match. Absolutely, absolutely. Shut like, up, Seth. <laughs> kind of deal. Oh yeah, he's like, I I've, I said this a few weeks ago. I think Will Osprey's on a mission to prove to everyone that he is the the top guy in the world right now, and he proved it w- by winning the battle of the Super Juniors, and now he's in the G one. I mean, even though he lost this match, which makes sense because um this ha- because uh. Lance Archer is from Dallas, so it makes perfect sense for him to actually win this match. Osprey can lose a match, can lose a, uh, a match, and still go on and still have a strong performance. I predict that I still predict that Osprey is going to win the the, the, the the tournament. Um, my backup would be if it's not Osprey, it'll be, um, it'll be uh, Ibushi. This is how dumb I am. Um, I didn't know how the G one like operated. Right. It's like, um, like a, like a soccer bracket. Yeah, you're group A and you're group B. And you have points kind of like uh like let's say like a NASCAR and you collect points on the way up, right? Yeah, or even like uh, like in the opening like or like the um the bracket matches, um two points for a win, one point for a draw, zero for a loss and then um the top person from each group who has the most points overall, they'll fight in the finals and the winner of the finals gets a shot at the at the IWGP Championship at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Dude, that's so dope. Like, it, it, think about it like this. Like, in the simplest terms, it's kind of like a combination of the King of the Ring and the Royal Rumble and Money in the Bank. <coughs> and uh, and I'm way oversimplifying it. Yeah. And in the in the fact that it's King of the Ring where you like you have these qualifying matches, but it's not like in elimination. It's like you got to qualify. And in order to um to 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 win, and it's like the Royal Rumble where it's like this huge event, like everyone is waiting for it, and the winner gets a and the winner gets an automatic title shot, and they main event they main event Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, that's not that's how it was back in the day with the Royal Rumble. Like if you won the Royal Rumble, you're gonna main event WrestleMania. It's not like that no more. It is not like that anymore, and um they're carrying the briefcase around like a cash in, like they're gonna cash in at Money in the Bank. Just gotcha. like Money in the Bank. That's 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 pretty dope. That's very, very creative. So, um, it is a very big event, and um, I'm I I I'm starting. I get more excited for almost get excited more for the G1 than I do the Royal Rumble uh, so certain years, um, but this one in particular, um, Osprey versus Archer was a very good match. Ibushi versus Kenta. This was um, you know, a lot of people are saying uh, that Kenta was over the hill and that he's not who he was before. And he's not. He's he's not. He's not the same Kenta he was five years ago. Um, age caught up to him. His injuries caught up to him. But him now is still very good. He put on. A, he still put on a hell of a performance. Did he kind of change up his style a little bit? He um. He did, and he 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 did. He tried to go to his old style, but he realized that he he can't. He kicks like a motherfucker, dude. Like his kicks were still brutal. Damn. That's dope. And he won with the go to sleep. He won with the GTS. That's dope. Um, yeah, so uh, a very good match. Um, I th- I th- it may also set up for um, for a Kensa Ibushi match down the road. Um, Okada versus Tanahashi. Um, main event. Main event. 
of course, they're going to put on an amazing show. Um, this was a great, great match uh, back and forth. Okada, Okada winning with the with the Rainmaker. Um, probably not their best match, but I didn't expect them to to go and having the best match. You gotta save that shit. They're gonna save it, yeah. Um, but it was a great way to start off the the G one uh, this year. What what I got from it? Uh, no one really came to this show in Texas. Yeah, it th- this show was different in that. Um, they did not. Um, they didn't advertise who the matches were. I guess um, when they first went on sale, they didn't announce like who was it going to be. And also, I'm going to give New Japan some of the benefit of the doubt because when the tickets were on sale, this was probably around the time, if I'm not mistaken, maybe this was around the time where they were kind of um, they still had Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. I, uh. I almost want to say that's the case, um, but they definitely didn't advertise Okada versus Tanahashi. That would have put some butts. That would that would have put that would have put um that would that would have probably drawn more. That definitely would have drawn more of more fans into the building if they had done that. Um, but yeah, it definitely looked empty. And uh, I'll give New Japan credit; they didn't tarp off the arena like the WWE did. No, they so, were like, "This is it. We're not hiding it. This is what it is." Um, I'm hoping you know it gets better for when the next shows that they're going to be But you know running. what, though? For, for um, it being an empty arena, they were very loud. Like, it was a very loud audience. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have been able to tell if it was sold out if you didn't look at, at the match. You just heard the crowd. It was a little sound like a sellout, a sellout crowd. A raucous crowd is what they would yes. call that. Um. So that was, uh, that was the A block, and then B block is uh, going to be this Saturday. So um, this is going to be... This is why this is kind of like the, the marathon of... The tournament is like, tw- let's see, it's, let's see, 13, 14, 15. It's going to last until August. So this is going to be an insane schedule for everyone. And it seems like every couple of days are going to be wrestling. That's that's so that's so dope, dude. Yeah, so so B-Block's going to be Juice Robinson versus T- uh, Shingo Takagi. That's going to be a great match. Ishii versus Cobb, I, like I said this before, that's the match I'm looking forward to for this weekend. Um, Goto versus Jay White, Moxley versus Tai Chi, uh, Yano versus Naito. Um, it looks like there's gonna be some great matches coming up, dude. I I, I can't wait. Sunday looks like it's gonna be even better. Absolutely. Okada versus Zack Saber, Tanahashi versus Kenta, Osprey versus Sonata, Ibushi versus Evil, uh, Lance Archer versus Balak Fale, which uh, yeah, it, it'll be the worst match of them all. But I'm sure that those guys have a lot to prove. Yeah. Um, and it's it's only gonna get better from here. They're basically wrestling. Two three days and then they take like two days and then they they they're on it again. Uh, very exciting. Let's keep the show rolling, guys. Where's this one's gonna be a long one, dude? Uh, we got a lot to talk. About. We still got three other pay per views we got to talk about. That's right. How <laughs> all happening in the same weekend? But let's talk about Raw. Let's talk about the opening match, which pissed me off to no end. They're now they're they're just booking dumb now like they it don't makes, even it, it makes no sense at all so raw kicks off with uh seth rollins and becky lynch against uh andrade and zelina and they make it an elimination match and they made it very clear that women fight women men fight men right so um, why book an elimination match so becky i mean zelina put up a great fight against becky um so she got to show off some stuff but becky ends up getting the win over vega and then now what so they, they cut to commercial. That we see Zelina outside. They're getting very creative with how they yeah. do this, by the way. Um, so now Zelina's out of the match. So let's say Seth gets pinned by Andrade. How does the match end? In a draw? Becky could still pin um, Andrade. They can't fight each other. 
Remember last week she uh, she made uh, what's his name tap out to the disarmer. Becky's not gonna talk. That's that's a whole different person. Like she's dude. Mike, if they did that to Andrade to, to Mike Bennett, does it, that still though? They could still use that as an excuse. Well, we made him. We made uh, Mike Bennett tap out to. Or I'm sorry, Mike Canales, not Mike Bennett. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. Um. So, I uh, that. That just it made no sense and it it, it, it made it no sense me off watching and it. it was very frustrating because like when I was watching I'm like wait a minute this this makes absolutely zero sense why is why um Becky can't get I, I agree like Becky can't get into the ring either um logically it made no sense at all they're they're starting to become very very creatively bankrupt when it comes to having matches not run on during the commercial. Um, they're they're relying too much on the two out of three falls match. It's world well. two out of three falls entertainment now. I think is it's, what they need. It is to every it every match is two out of three falls or just in, or an elimination match, and they're running through the gimmicks so fast. Yeah, and now you're going to be killing the drama that was built up inside a two out of three falls match because when that with two out of three falls matches were were pulled out when there was like a feud, you know, uh, there was a storyline that needed to keep progressing. It's a great way for someone to be like, well, you, I beat you one time. I, I should get a one on, you know, a way, a, a, a vehicle, a vessel. Absolutely. A this vessel. How does, how does Matt Hardy say it? Vessel. Uh, to keep a storyline going. Enough, yeah. I don't know. I don't do a good Matt Hardy. Um, but you know, the, the, it's, it's, it's getting funny now how they're, how they're able to interweave, not only tag matches, but two out of three falls matches and other crazy stipulations, elimination matches now. Um, I don't like it. Another thing I didn't like is uh, Rey Mysterio, finally back from his injury. You know, he didn't have to give up that U.S. title. He wasn't gone for that long. He wasn't. He really wasn't. Um, it's great that Ricochet's got, got it, but um, they basically just jobbed out Mysterio to Bobby Lashley. Um, that made no sense at all. You know, you have a returning legend, Rey Mysterio, who, you know, um, and they, they kind of bring him back, and you would think they want to remind people how great Rey Mysterio is, and they ended up just squashing him, uh, which I thought was unfortunate. And this is why you should have an enhancement talent, is if you're going to have someone to be, like, a monster, then why not have an enhancement talent to make that wrestler be a monster? Well, I think, you know, what they, what they did the week before with the... Uh, which got the whole internet talking was right. Um, they basically Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman destroyed the ring or destroyed the uh, the set. Destroyed the set, which people were excited about. Like, oh, we're gonna get a new set. Uh, no, we're not. Um, Braun Strowman has a dislocated pelvis and like a ruptured liver, ruptured spleen, or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, uh, you know, a torn anus. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't said torn <laughs> anus, dude. And how would you tear your anus, bro? Char- by experiencing someone through a set. That's what I don't get. Oh, no, no. It was anal bleeding is what... Uh, <laughs> remember uh, Michael Colts looked at the camera and was like, uh, so-and-so is uh, taking the hospital. He is anal bleeding. And Booker T is just like, what? Oh, I think it was. I think he meant to say renal bleeding for, like, for his kidneys, but it came off as anal, anal bleeding. bleeding. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, we had Corey Graves dropping a holy shit, uh, uncensored. Um, and 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 for some fans, they thought it was a return of the Attitude Era. And oh, everyone was crazy, and I was yeah. like, "Pump the brakes a little bit, guys." That's you you understand that this is still a company that needs to make the sponsors happy. They're not just going to go switch on the Attitude Era switch uh, because they think that um, they need to get their older audience back. Um, 
they they're still in business with Mattel and Snickers and all this stuff. They they can do this stuff sometimes, um, but definitely don't Just hope for an attitude error. Not, every, not every week. It, it's not nineteen ninety nine. And quite frankly, I don't want a I don't want an attitude error to come back. I cringed when. Um, Maria was talking about how she's pregnant and I don't even think you're the father and it, it, it came out very Jerry Springer to me. I didn't. I wasn't it a fan of it. It came out very Vince Russo-ish. Yes, absolutely. And and not good and not good Russo like typical very very bad Vince Russo like WCW Russo era. Um, and then this week you know now Maria's like going to be playing the angry pregnant woman which is so 90s and so not cool. And speaking of re-signing talent, they were on the they were uh, on public they were on social media talking about how they were counting unhappy. down the they days. They were counting down the days where they were getting out of their contract only to re-sign with WWE. Yeah, um and they're they're back and as soon as they signed they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I'm pregnant." Uh which according to the Bennett's, um uh, they weren't aware that Maria was pregnant. So you know Vince McMahon's probably furious at the fact that he gave him a shitload of money, and now she's pregnant and she's not going to be able to be used for. I give her credit, dude. She's working the system. Oh, that she trumped the shit out of him. Yeah, so good for her. <laughs> good, good for them, actually. Uh, what else do we got? Nope, don't need to talk about any of this. Uh, oh, um, let's let's talk about um, Ricochet versus uh, Luke Gallows. Basically. Uh, Ricochet ran a gauntlet against the club, and um, which is a way for them to get in and out of commercials without having wrestling. Yeah, matches. and I'll, gi- I'll give them credit for that one. That, that one's actually a little different, and it it worked. I once I saw uh, Anderson and AJ out there, I was like, oh, this is going to turn into uh, a, a, an elimination match, basically, right? Gauntlet match. Um, good match. I thought it was great. Um, AJ came out after. Uh, Gallows ate the pin, uh, which, you know, I, it's good to see Gallows look strong um, and not like a buffoon, like the the small guy. And he like, you know, the Nia Jax where you run into the ring post and he actually looks strong. He got his kicks in like he looked great. Um, but Ricochet hits a 630. In comes Carl Anderson. Cuts commercial. In comes Carl Anderson. Um, they don't even get that match finished uh aj just that match was short that match was shorter than uh the gals when when they wrestled gallows yeah so uh great to see that the club is dangerous aj is a new man and it's making me excited for their extreme rules match this sunday yes and um since we're since uh speaking of cringe um this segment with uh the moment of cross, I guess you could say. Don't 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 give a moment of Nikki anymore. Um, no, don't. Just move on. Um, yeah, it, the idea of uh, the, the storyline with her, Bailey, and Alexa, I'm I'm over it. Um, it's just it's not doing me any favors. I don't no. think it's really doing Nikki Cross any favors to tell you the truth either. No, because she looks dumb. <laughs> like she looks like she's dumb she, baby face. She's syndrome. a dumb baby face. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't see her. Seeing like she's playing up, she's playing against Alexa. She's just being uh, very naive about it, and she's and Alexa's taking advantage of her naiveness. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. I don't know. For some reason, Nikki's doing all the hard work, and Alexa's getting in there. I get that it's a heel move. It's a it's a way for Alexa to still be a heel, not have to wrestle. Because I I think she's hurt again. That's why I don't think we've seen her wrestle in a few weeks. 
Um, so, you know, we'll get into our predictions a little, little bit later. And I think the most Vince Russo thing we saw this whole night. Uh, Wait, there was more something more Vince Russo oh, than we saw earlier? Oh, we got russo boy. Oh, shit. Um, Shane McMahon and uh, Drew McIntyre versus uh, Roman Reigns and a partner of their choosing. Uh, they picked a, uh, a lowly janitor. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, the, the janitor is limping to the ring and, you know, everyone's like, oh, man, he's under a mask for some reason. And all of a sudden he starts doing all this high flying shit and takes off his mask. And it's Cedric Alexander for some reason. Why was he under a mask? No idea. I don't think they've had any interaction. The only time I've seen Cedric is when he's running for that jobber title. Um, I have no idea why he was there. It didn't really make any sense. I mean, it's great that Cedric was involved in the main event. Uh, of Raw, and yeah, he got he got his shit in. He did, and um, but s- just why 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 show him like that though? Did it help build up this Undertaker match at all? No, I I still don't know why Undertaker is in this match. I have no idea either. I mean, I honestly thought it was going to be a two on one handicap match and have Roman beat him, <laughs> which probably would have been worse because then why have the Undertaker come back for that if the, if that was the case? So I guess it kind of justifies the Undertaker coming back on Sunday to help out Roman, but I mean, I get logic. I, s- I don't. I know. still don't know why though. He came out and it's like I'm digging souls for your holes, and uh, it just it didn't make any sense to me. Uh, let's switch to SmackDown. Um, like I said earlier on the show, I think we might have a new CM Punk on our hands. CM Punk slash Stone Cold uh, oh, in wow. Kevin Owens. Um, the show kicks off. Um, Basically, there's a backyard brawl between Dolph Ziggler and Kevin Owens. Shane McMahon breaks him up, kicks Kevin Owens out, and um, I guess they were going to try to do like a dysfunctional tag team angle. They ditched that, and now it, you know, Kevin Owens is banned from the arena. Whatever. Um, before the show can even start, Kevin Owens comes out and cuts, you know, a CM Punk pipe bomb of sorts. Um, basically, he's he says. Um, Basically, he's just telling Dolph to get over it, like, just move on. No, no, no. Well, that was last week, right? Yeah. Well, he kind of alluded to it today, but he came out and was like, um, you know, Shane McMahon, you guys came out and you said the the fans are going to be the authority now and you come out and you have more t- TV time than ever. Uh, he basically was just like, you know, we we're taking TV time away from people that deserve to be on the show. It's an insult that you're calling yourself the best in the world. When there's people in the back like uh, uh, Apollo Crews and Ali that aren't getting any opportunities when Shane McMahon's taking all the TV right. time. Right. Um, Oscar, uh, Buddy Murphy, just to name a few. Kyrie he, Sane. Kyrie Sane, he's, he's, got a, he's got a great point. And, um, you know, when, when, Kevin, when Kevin Owens has something that he could sink his teeth in, um, he's one of the be- better promo guys in, in, in wrestling. Um, we've seen glimpses of him delivering a uh, you know, tremendous promos before he got to WWE. Um, he just needed to have the right, um, like just the right things to say. And once he sinks his teeth in it, he can deliver like no one, like very few people can. Yeah. So I'm excited to see uh, what we're going to get out of Kevin Owens. Um, he comes back later in the show, but we'll, we'll, we'll save that for a little bit. Uh, Finn Balor versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, Shinsuke cut a weird promo uh, before and then Finn Balor cut his own and, he was he was saying some really weird things. He was saying like uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is an artist who only creates chaos on his canvases, like weird shit that 
you know, no one talks like that. And then he, uh, I kind of got what he, I, I kind of understood why he said it like that. I mean, maybe because chaos, he was part of the chaos faction uh, back in New Japan before he left. So that's kind of like an old to uh, his huh. old faction. If huh. you think about it, it's chaos versus Bullet Club. That's interesting. I I I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, so it it was just it was a really weird promo. They actually had a pretty good match. Shinsuke Nakamura beating Finn Balor in this one. Uh, he basically was beating the shit out of him, throwing him out of the ring, trying to get the count out victory. Finally, at the end, uh, he get he he beats the count, gets in the ring, and eats a Kinshasa for the for the pin. Uh, good match, great way to build up Shinsuke because he hasn't been around for quite a while. Yeah, he's he was in the back burner um, for 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 a very long time, and hopefully on Sunday uh, we get to see him and Balor actually put on a um, put on a great match and um, you know deliver like how they could deliver. Um, question is, can uh, Nakamura? I mean, Nakamura doesn't have to be how he was five years ago, and neither does Balor. Um, but as long as they're able to put on a performance, and I think he's working with the right. Uh, wrestler with uh with uh, Finn Balor. This should be a good match. Yeah. Um well, and, you know, Sunday's g- coming up. We still got our predictions to give shit. Yes, we do. We got to hurry this up. Um uh, nothing really of note happened on SmackDown that wasn't happening on Raw because they're basically the same show now. Uh Roman Reigns versus Dolph Ziggler is going on. Uh Shane McMahon, Elias, they all interfere. Um and r- Kevin Owens actually comes into the ring, blindside Shane McMahon, he has him eat a stunner. Leaves and then the big dog hits the spear and we close with uh, Rain standing tall at the end. Um, that's what that's what I meant when I'm saying we're getting a CM Punk stone holds. Uh, we're getting stunners to authority. We're getting pipe bombs. Uh, I I love what they're doing, Kevin Owens. Don't know what they're doing with Sami Zayn. I feel like uh, they kind of put him to the side for now, uh, but we'll see what this is going to set up. We'll see what happens Sunday. Absolutely. I mean, te- technically, isn't Sami Zayn considered part of Raw? Who cares at this point? Yeah, at this point, <laughs> it I mean, doesn't matter. It, this is the first it time it should we've matter, but they they don't like I said. It does. You're right. It doesn't really matter at this point. This is the first time Roman Reigns has had a match on SmackDown, and I don't know how long. It, you're right. Um, he spends more time on Raw than he does on SmackDown, which is very sad. Uh, let's get into our predictions. Um, we don't really got to go down the whole card for the Evolve, which is taking place on Saturday. Uh, this one, I can watch the replay. I kind of want to watch Fight for the Fallen Live. Uh, but you're going to have Adam Cole taking on Akira Tozawa for the NXT Championship. That match should be great. You're going to have a main roster talent taking on an NXT talent. Um, both guys that um, did a lot of work in Evolve, right? Absolutely. Um, and then another one, Matt Riddle, Drew Gulak um, going one-on-one. Um and this is this is going back to, you know, they're really trying to push Evolve as like the brand, like developmental for deve- developmental, um, and they're having a lot of guys that you know broke through on Evolve uh, through Evolve. Um, they're having them do like uh, anniversary matches, basically. Right, and um, this is actually the first, if I'm not mistaken, this is going to be the first non WWE sanctioned event on the WWE Network. I'm pretty goddamn sure you're right. Yeah, because um, and there was a while back where WWE they put out a survey to the fans as far as like, would you guys like to see more non WWE wrestling related uh, events on the network? And um, it turns out that this they they asked that question because they were going to have plans for the Evolve show. Um, now the question was whether or not if the date lined up with 
if it lined up directly with uh, Fight for the Fallen. Um, they're both going to be on the same day. Um, and, and like you said earlier, you're, you're going to watch uh, Fight for the Fallen first and then um, and then the Evolve 10th Anniversary show, which I think I'm going to do the same as well because uh, Fight for the Fallen is going to be actually live. And um, you're not gonna, I don't think they're going to have a replay on the, on the uh, BR uh, Report app. Um, We're going to have to pay for this one, though. Oh, we do? I believe so, yes. Really? Uh, but all the um, proceeds are going to go to help uh, victims of gun violence. So I'll support that. Um, at it's a small price to pay. Yeah, and, you know, if we split it, it'll probably be a little easier on the pocket. Absolutely. Uh, I just noticed Shotzi Blackheart's going to be on the show. I love Shotzi. She is? Yeah, she's fighting uh, Brandy Lauren. Wow. Um, so that should be fun. Shout out to Shotzi. Uh, Eddie Kingston's also going to be on this match, too, and AR Fox. This is going to be a pretty good show. Um, but let's get to the other show happening on Saturday. Fight for the Fallen coming to you live from TIA Bankfield Drive. <laughs> coming to you live from Daly's Place Amphitheater in Jacksonville. Uh, this is actually a concert venue that was built by Tony Khan Sr. Or, yeah, Tony Khan. And Tony Khan's father. Tony Khan's father. I, I forget his name. But um, so this is kind of cool that they have a venue basically for free uh, that they can run events at. Uh, let's just run down the card a little bit. I don't think we need to do predictions unless you want to. You want to do predictions? This on this? Uh, um, let's see. Uh, Eight matches. We can knock that out pretty quick. Yeah, we can knock it out real quick. Uh, Brandy Rhodes versus Allie, who who uh, actually had a pretty good match against uh, Leva Bates. I was calling her, wait, no. The librarian? Yeah, uh, I was calling her Leva. It's not Leva. 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 Um, Leva is like what you call someone when they're being a little bitch. Spanish. <laughs> uh, Leva So Bates. that would translate to bitch Bates. <laughs> yeah, the Libichian. Uh, this should be a good match. Uh, Brandy Rhodes has been training her ass off to get in the ring, and Allie is a really great wrestler. So um, I'm, if I'm going to go with this one, I'm going to go Allie on this one. Um, you know, I'm, I think I'm going to go with Brandy on this one because this is actually uh, Brandy's first, I believe this is her first match, um, first singles match in AEW, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't see why. I mean, she really doesn't need to wrestle, um, nor does she need to win, but I can't see her not losing in her first match. So okay. I think I have to go with uh, Brandy on this one. Okay. After that, we got Kenny Omega versus Shima. Uh, this one's going to be great. Uh, who do you got on this one, Dick? I th- I think I'm gonna go with uh, Kenny on this one. Uh, you want to keep Kenny strong. He's he's your top guy, um, especially coming up with um, with he's he's gonna have uh, Kenny's gonna be uh, going into a feud with uh, John Moxley at um in um in in August at um at uh, all, all out. out. So um, I would think you want to keep him strong. Um, but Shima, you know, he's gonna put on a, a hell of a performance. He put on a great match against Christopher Daniels at Fighter Fest. Um, and that's a great way to introduce um, North American audiences to him who aren't familiar with with him at all. I think this would be a great match, but I'm going to go with Kenny on this one. I'm going to agree with you on that one. I think we got to keep Kenny strong in this leading up to that big Moxley match at All Out. After that, we got Cody and Dustin, the Brotherhood versus the Young Bucks. Uh, brother versus brother. I mean, it's really cool to see so many brother tag teams, legit brothers. Uh, you right. have the the Lucha Bros. You got the Young Bucks. You got the Cody and Dustin. You have the you know you even have the Tongans. You have the Usos. Like there's a lot of brother teams. Um, on being the elite, the Young Bucks have kind of been playing up the heel. They've been making fun of that speech that Cody gave at Double or Nothing. Uh-huh. Um, so 
I don't I don't know who's gonna win this match. I'm gonna just take a shot in the dark and uh I'm gonna give this one to Cody and Dustin. Uh just because uh the young bucks, you know, they're on a roll and uh I don't something to the I don't feel like they need to lose. Um, they can I, lose they can, and they, be they fine. can afford to lose and they'll be fine, you're right. Keep in mind the one thing we didn't take into consideration is that there are draws. There are time limit draws in AEW. Time limit Darren draws off. That's true. That was and, a and, and, that was a draws and, reference. And I, and I, and I, uh, yeah, hey ho. Um, but I like that though. I, I like the fact that you 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 do have um, you do have uh, draws. We rarely see time limit draws now. And uh, that, the, I mean, other than New Japan, that no one keeps time time. And even then, it's like few and far between. Like um, they rarely uh use the time limit draw. I remember back in the nineties, um, it was they used it a lot, and I got tired of it, and they stopped doing it for like the longest. They don't even keep track of time. They just yeah. Say, at least in in AEW, they're like this has a ten minute time limit. Um, New Japan, same thing. WWE, they 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 threw away with like hometowns. They they threw away like weights, and you know I I feel like it makes it more of a sport. You know, absolutely. Uh, and I, and I and I and like I said, I, I think having the t- the time limits back in it is great, and it doesn't need to be used every single time, but it can be used as a crutch here and there. It actually helps build a match. Like, oh shit, there's only five minutes left in this match. What's gonna happen? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, you can feel the desperation. Absolutely. Uh, so you got the Brotherhood in this one. I got the Brotherhood as well. All right, we got Adam Page versus Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian. <laughs> Not one of the Motor City Machine Guns. No, Mrs. Penelope Ford. Um, another Mr. Penelope Ford. Mr. Oh, wow. Good for him. Um, they got to keep Adam Page strong heading into All Out. I'm going to go Adam Page on this one. Dead on that one. I I mean, Kip Sabian's up, up a coming talent, but I mean, right now, Adam Page, he's going to be in a championship match with Chris Jericho at, a, at All Out. So I agree with you, Adam Page. Uh, up next, we got a six-man tag match on the pre-show. Jimmy Havoc, Darby Allen, and Joey Janela versus MJF, Sammy Guevara, and Sean Spears. So we got the heels versus the faces. Who do you got in this one, Dick? Oh, Joey Janela. Um, <laughs> I mean, he definitely got himself a little bit of buzz this week. He, he did, and um, it all, it's all leading up to this Saturday. Um, Havoc, Janela, and um, Allen, uh that's a that's going to be a pretty interesting that's an interesting tag team they're, they're looking to go balls out and uh, MJF probably one of the best heels outside of WWE Sammy Guevara is a, a talented uh, very talented dude Sean Spears uh, would Cody get involved that's a lot of factors in there um, oh yeah especially after would, what happened would, would Enzo and Cass get involved perhaps if it's okay hopefully uh, not I hope if, not if Enzo gets involved in this then we all I will work. I will eat my hat okay I will apologize to everyone that said it's a work and I was like you're an idiot uh, no offense to anyone I called an idiot, uh, but I I don't I I I will eat my hat. That just, but that just goes to show you like us as wrestling fans like we think everything is a work now like we question everything. Yeah, brother. So um, I I don't blame you for for saying that or uh, for for defending it. But if it is, then man, that's a bet right there. I mean, that's pretty good. I they got me then. Uh, but who do you got in this one, Dick? I, I'm gonna, go, you know what? I'm gonna go with the heels on this one. I think MJF, Guevara, and Spears. I'm gonna go with you, and I, I'm gonna predict MJF gets the pin. He's he needs he needs a win. Um, yes, if, especially if they're building him to be this great heel that he is, definitely needs the win. Um, after that, we have SCU, Frank Kazarian, Scorpio Sky with Christopher Daniels versus the Lucha Bros, Pentagon and Phoenix. This match is going to be great. 
Who do you got in this one, Dick? I think it's safe to say this is probably gonna be the best match. Of, uh, um, I, I'd say probably the best match on the on the um, on the card. Maybe aside from the uh, Rhodes and the Young Bucks, I gotta go with. You know, SCU. I think can go for a win. You don't really need to have Lucha Bros to win this one. They can afford to lose this match, especially if the Bucks are gonna be losing against Cody and Dustin. I think. Maybe both teams could lose. They could both afford to lose. They don't. They don't need to have the win. Um, SCU. You want to keep these guys strong. You want to keep these guys relevant. Um, so I'm gonna go with SCU. Yeah, I. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I was thinking Lucha Brothers, but you brought up a great point. And I think, looking at this, they really have a focus on tag team wrestling. So I, I feel like they want to make every team feel like a big deal. And I think uh, SCU can really um, piggyback off. You know, the Lucha Bros, they can piggyback. Oh, excuse me, um, they can piggyback off of the Lucha Bros status of right. being one of the best tag teams in the world. And if they get a pin over them, that puts them all on e- equal footing. Um, so I'm gonna go SCU on this. And one. plus, we gotta support our, our boys from the uh, SGV. I mean, you got to, dude. Um, after that, on the pre-show, we have Sunny Kiss versus Peter Avalon, the Man Librarian. The Manbarian. Um, yes. Um, this one's gonna be weird. I. I'm going to give this one to, uh, oh, geez, because um, I could see uh, Leva Bates getting involved in this. You know, I'm going to go with Sonny Kiss on this one. I think uh, he had a great showing at Double or Nothing. He was on the Fighter Fest show. And, yeah, I'm going to go Sonny Kiss on this one. Uh, ditto on that one. And for those that are familiar with Sonny Kiss, he was exolicious in um, Lucha Underground. Yes. Um, talented dude. Um, I'll say that. Um, and then the, I, like I can't take the librarian gimmick very seriously. I feel like that's just a that's just a, a, a quote unquote job gimmick you could say. And I think Peter Avalon is better than that. And so is uh, so is uh, Leva Bates as well. That whole thing at Fighter Fest ate a bag of dicks. Yeah, it just it, it did not work out. But we'll see how this goes this time. Maybe they'll um, maybe they'll change it up a little bit. But we'll see. But I think for this match, I'm gonna go with Sunny Kiss. Okay. After that, we have a three-way tag team match. The winner is going to go to All Out for an opportunity at a first-round bye for the tag team tournament uh, for the tag team championships. So the winner of this match is going to get a first-round bye. Uh, we have the Dark Order, Evil Uno and Stu Grace, and they've done a great job of building these guys up with backstage things. Actually, at Fighter Fest, there was some queuing issues. Um, I think it could have been a lot better if you know the queues were a little bit better timed. Right. Um, you have Angelico and Jack Evans, who, if you watch Lucha Underground, you know how how great these guys are. And if you've seen Jack Evans uh, in any AAA match, he's fucking insane. And Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Um, Big guy, little guy, tag team. They, they're probably one of my favorite tag. Just watching them. I love together. their entrance. They look so cool, man. Um, and this one, man, this one's gonna be hard because, like I said, they're doing a great job at trying to build up the Dark Order as an evil, uh, big threat team. Uh, I'm gonna give it up to the Dark Order. I think the Dark Order is gonna gonna take the win on this one. I could see them getting that buy because to me when. When uh, when with the, with the uh, advantage having that first round buy, I could see a heel team winning. Um, 
So a Dark Order or even on Helico and Jack Evans, I could see um, one of those two teams going for it. If I if uh, if I had to pick between one of those two teams, I think I'm going to go with on Helico and Jack Evans. All right. So we'll see who wins that. We got to keep track of all this. I didn't write any of this down, but we will try to remember. Right. Um, let's let's keep the show going. It's we're going a little long. It's all right. And it's totally cool, guys. Um, we have Extreme Rules coming up on Sunday night, coming to you live from the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the home of hardcore. Um, a lot of matches to, to get through, so let's go top to bottom. Uh, bottom to top, actually. Um, yes. We have the Revival taking on the Usos for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Uh, no stipulation on this one. Uh, the Revival coming in as champions. Um, do you want to go, Dick, or you want me to go? Um, you know, I'll go. I'll go first. And, okay. Um, they're gonna come in as champions, and I hope they walk out as champions. I don't feel like the Usos need the belts at the moment, especially when you just recently put the belts on the revival, and you're trying to build these guys up, and you want to give them an incentive to stay with the company, even though they did sign the contract, they're renewed. Um, give them a lengthy title run. They deserve it. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Dick. I'm gonna go with the revival on this one too. Uh, they definitely need to keep them strong. Speaking of strong, we have a last man standing. Oh, by the way, Lashley gave the worst promo I've ever seen him give on Raw. Um, he actually had to stop his promo and then rewind and then say it again, and it still didn't make it very much sense. I had to go back and watch it a few times. This he, is why they need managers. Especially Lashley. Um, last man standing match. Um, I, I, I'm From what I'm hearing, Strowman's dealing with injuries. Um this one actually could end in a draw, uh, but I'm going to give this one to Bobby Lashley. I, I could see it possible where neither man could stand up, too. You're, yeah. you're absolutely right. Um, I think for this one, I don't know. I, I don't see Lashley winning. I'm going to go with Braun in this one. If I had to pick between one or the other, I'm going to go with Braun. They're definitely going to play up his injuries on the show for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Um, after that, we have Ricochet versus the new AJ Styles for the United States Championship. Um, I think AJ is going to get that title. They need to keep him strong. They need to keep the club strong. Uh, Ricochet doesn't really have a buddy. Um, so I'm going to go AJ Styles on this one. There's definitely going to be some shenanigans for sure. AJ doesn't really need the U.S. championship. He, he, he's, um, he, he could be, he could be uh, main-shotted to uh, the Universal title match. Um, they, could, they, could also go, they could always go back to Seth versus AJ if they want to for SummerSlam. And I think, honestly, they should have waited to SummerSlam for that match. Um, they could still do that match for SummerSlam. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with Ricochet. I think they're going to keep the belt on him, but um, I see AJ moving on to the Universal title. That's where he needs to be. It, maybe they want to keep this program going a little longer. Um, maybe he can lose it at the next pay-per-view. Is the next pay-per-view SummerSlam? SummerSlam, yep. Maybe they can have the rematch at SummerSlam. Who knows? Um, on Tuesday, someone answered the call. Um, to Aleister Black in the back, and it turned out to be Cesaro. Uh, not a huge surprise. He was kind of one of the main names that were rumored. Uh, I'm glad it's not Bray Bra- 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 Wyatt. Yeah, that would have uh, killed either one of their debuts. Ooh, that would be pretty cool to have uh, Bray Wyatt somewhere on this card. He's got to show up, right? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We what's haven't up seen him in like we, three weeks. I we haven't seen him in a while, yeah. So I don't know what's up with, uh, with Bray. Um, but we have Aleister Black for Cesaro. I think this... Is probably gonna be match of the night, uh, and I'm gonna go Alistair Black on this one. Ditto. I can't see him uh, losing on his uh, debut match. Uh, yeah, 
Absolutely, um, especially the way Cesaro can work. It's and and, not and I use the term debut loosely because we did see him <laughs> debut a few months ago with Ricochet, but not in this persona. Yeah. Um, after that, we have Dan O'Brien and Rowan versus The New Day versus Heavy Machinery, my boys and yours, in a triple threat tag team match for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Um, oof, this one's tough. Um, I don't think... The New Day doesn't need the belts. Head Machinery, I don't think, is ready yet, even though they're my boys. Um, I'm going to go Dan and Brian and Rowan eking out a victory somehow. You know, I, I last time I picked Heavy Machinery to win, and I I, I want to go back and say, I, I agree with you and say Dan and Brian and Rowan are going to retain the belts, but I just feel like at the same time, um, I kind of want to get Dan and Brian back in that main event picture because... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like he needs to be in there, but um, he's him and Rowan are doing the best they can with the tag belts. Um, I think I'm going to go with Brian and Rowan for now. I guess I'll go with them, too. Um, you know, it'd be cool if uh, Bray Wyatt comes back during this match and reclaims Rowan for his own, and then we get a Bray Wyatt, Dan O'Brien. But I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't Actually, think that's going to happen either. I have. I just came up with another theory in my mind. We'll oh. get to that in a little all bit. All right, all right. Uh, up next, we have a WWE Cruiserweight Championship match between Drew Gulak and Tony Nese. Uh, rematch um, from when Tony Nese lost it at the last pay-per-view. Uh, I'm going to go Drew Gulak on this one. I don't watch 205 Live. I should. Um, I hear they're doing great things still. And uh, Drew Gulak just won that title. I don't see him losing it back. Yeah, I mean you're right. Uh, he's he's he did he did win it recently at um at WrestleMania, I believe, and um, him losing it right away to Tony Nese is um I think it's too soon, and uh, I, I'm not and it looks like Mr. Gulak is going to be a very busy man this weekend because he, he's going to be wrestling um Matt Riddle on Saturday and then on Sunday he's going to be wrestling Tony Nese, so he's going to be pulling double duty this weekend. Yeah, good on Gulak. Good, yeah, good for Gulak. Make that a T-shirt. <laughs> Good for Gulak. Yes, I agree. Um, up next, we have Bailey versus. Oh, wow, I didn't. I didn't realize this happened. Uh, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in a handicap match for the SmackDown Women's Title. Yeah, um, we forgot to mention during that moment of cross segment, it did lead into a, a match between uh, Bailey and uh, Nikki Cross with the winner choosing the stipulation for the Sunday. Since Nikki Cross won, her stip- her choice was her and Alexa versus Bailey. On a two-on-one handicap match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Do you think this is where we get the Alexa, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross blow-off, uh, where Nikki Cross finally sees the true uh, Alexa Bliss? Uh, yeah, because I don't see I don't I don't see Bailey losing the belt. Where let's say Nikki Cross can get the win, Alexa pulls her off, and she's like, "Hey, what the hell? I was going to win the title," and then Bailey can capitalize. Yep. I, I could see that happening. For I, sure. I see that happening actually. Um, so you're going Bailey on this one? I'm going to go Bailey. I'm going to go Bailey on this one as well. After that, we have Kofi Kingston versus Samoa Joe for the WWE title. Uh, this match is going to be another great one. Um, I'm going to go on a limb on this, and I'm going to predict Samoa Joe is going to walk out. Kofi Kingston's had a great run, um, and I think they can have a rematch at SummerSlam. But I think, dude, if Samoa Joe loses another title opportunity, like what – what more credibility does he have? He's lost every title match he's ever been he, given. He has. Uh, not, not, I mean, I'm not talking about U.S. I'm talking about world I, titles. He's lost every single world, world, uh, world title opportunity. Unfortunately, I see that pattern continuing. I don't see. Um, I don't see him beating Kofi. Um, I think that Kofi's going to win, and 
he's gonna get cashed in on for sure. I'm, I, I, I mean, this whole Brock cashing in. Ooh, everyone's thinking that idea. he's gonna cash in on. Um, Rollins. and they're playing into the crowd where like it's gonna be on Seth, but I think that he's gonna cash in on Kofi, and he's gonna become he's gonna be the WWE champion for SmackDown. That's how he's gonna get the SmackDown. I think eventually that's the plan was is to somehow get Brock on SmackDown. That would be crazy. Um, up next, we have The Undertaker and Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre in a no-holds-barred tag team match. And this goes back to what I was talking about earlier. I think Bray Wyatt is going to come in during this match. Really? I, I, It's a no-holds-barred match, which is a great way to hide Undertaker and not be able to do shit. Um, but imagine how badass he would be to stand tall over the Undertaker, Roman Reigns, Shane and Drew um, and kind of make him seem like an untouchable force. So you're saying Bray's going to lay out all four of them? Is that I think that's what's going to happen. I think, I mean, I could be wrong. It could just be Undertaker tombstoning Shane and we go home. Um, but I would like to see something in this. This I feel like this feud needs something because it's been so boring and so dull this whole time. It needs something to spice it up. That way we can get away from Shane and Drew. Maybe maybe Bray comes in and lays out Shane and like we don't see Shane for a long time because uh, maybe Bray Wyatt is torturing him in the Firefly Flunhouse or something. Like, I think something like that would be super fun to Jesus see. Jesus Christ, did you watch Saw earlier? <laughs> I think it could be something like that. Like, you know, you've been walking around saying you're the best in the world, and what's that? And he has, like, his hand that says hurt on it. On He holds it up to his ear, and he's like, oh, you want me to hurt him? And then they just, like, sh- like yeah, exactly, like Saw. I think that'd be badass, dude. I'm fantasy booking at this point, but I yeah. think that would be great. I, I like I like where this is going. I like where it's going to get dark and gritty. I, I like it. I mean, this is the character that they've developed. I mean, why not do something go, crazy like that? Go, go all out with it. Because then all your sympathy would be on Shane Man. Like, fuck, man, Bray Wyatt is evil as shit. Because um, Shane McMahon is not a wrestler, he, and he's being, like, tormented. You, you know what's going to end up happening, right? Uh, none of this. Well, no, I mean, like, let's say if that were to happen, you know what the fans' reaction is going to be, right? Shane turning face? You deserve it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I think that'd be dope. Maybe, maybe he kidnaps Shane and The Undertaker. I don't know. I feel like this has the blueprint to get Roman Reigns and McIntyre back into a little something, and then, you know, have Shane and Undertaker go away, maybe to Bray's Firefly Funhouse. I I would love to see it. WWE Studios presents Saw 6. <laughs> uh, who do you got in this one, Dick? Undertaker's going to uh, uh, choke slam Shane for the win. That's going to be what's going to happen. But my fantasy, Bray Wyatt comes in on this match. After that, we have Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch versus Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans in the last chance. Let me see if I can get this out in one breath. Last chance, winners take all mixed tag team extreme rules match for the WWE Universal Championship and the Raw Women's Championship. Jesus Christ. Ooh, God damn it. What are they doing, dude? Is this is is there is this a champion edition or hyper fighting stipulation? <laughs> I have no idea, but um apparently they said Baron Corbin can beat up Becky Lynch if he wants to, because this is an extreme rules match. Uh, They're not going to do anything. Uh, no, it's going to be Becky Lynch making uh, Baron Corbin tap out. Um, I don't know. To this arm, and I'm going to agree with you on that one. I don't see. Um, there's no way Baron and Lacey is going to be uh, the top champions on Raw. The belts are going to be on them on, on Seth and Becky for Dude, a little bit longer. Their promos have been cringe every single time I see them both. I'm like, oh, God, charisma vacuum between both of these people. They don't know. Absolutely. Oh, it's so bad. 
Um, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch are going to retain their titles, and hopefully they can both move on to bigger and better. Maybe Bray, I, I feel like Bray's got to show up on this show. Uh, maybe Bray shows up, kidnaps Becky Lynch, and Seth Rollins needs to save her. Something, dude. Give me something. Um, but yeah. Or the other way around, uh, Bray kidnaps Seth, and Becky's got to save him. Ooh, did you see that man's man shirt? Yeah, talk about cringe. I like. I, yeah. I, I cannot wear it. That's, that's it's almost equivalent to uh, changing your last name to uh, the woman like uh, Canellis. Yeah, those bad as Mike Canellis. Um, no, it's just. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't like it. It's different. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of it. No. Um, the WWE has this habit and we've talked about this I feel like on the show before where they take something that's super cool and make it immediately not cool Becky Lynch was the hottest shit and they've what have they done with her they've made her not important anymore I feel like they took the title off her her um her her um she's not as hot she's not getting the reactions as she was no and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that she was feeding with Ronda Rousey I think they're like the fans were genuinely into Becky um, because they were so, I don't want to say disinterested in Rhonda, but they kind of saw right through Rhonda and that she was, um, that she was, I don't want to say she was fake, but she, um, they didn't, they didn't really buy into the whole Rhonda thing. No. And you know, um, I think by adding Charlotte to that match, it kind of made it all different than what people actually wanted. And now we haven't seen Rhonda since WrestleMania. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, Lacey Evans is another tall blonde that Vince loves and is going to put her in main event matches. So those are our predictions for Extreme Rules happening this Sunday. What shows are you going to watch? Which shows are exciting to you? We want to know, guys. Reach out to us on Twitter, at PutMeOverPodcast. Facebook, at PutMeOverPodcast. Instagram, at PutMeOverPodcast. Wherever you can find your podcast. You can find us, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, Pornhub, uh, Stitcher, wherever you can find a podcast. Check us out. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your friends' neighbors. Thank you so much for listening, downloading, maybe watching. No video this week. Sorry, guys. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, Although, to be fair, it's kind of good that we didn't record because uh, I'm naked right now, dude. It's fucking hot. I mean, we're both naked. Yeah, dude, we got to beat this heat. I mean... We got to beat this heat by beating our meat Ooh. after the show. Uh, thank you guys so much for, for downloading again. Um, we'll be back next week with a whole lot more to talk about. We got a lot of fallout. Maybe we'll have a guest next week. Maybe we'll have an actual third host that we're supposed to be having every Let's week. Let's do that. Um, but, yeah, thanks again, guys. We are the new, 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 new World Order of Professional Podcasting, and we will see you next week.